Welcome to today's coffee talk from Planet Fair. As you can see, Henrique is on vacation, so I'm hosting this coffee talk this week. Um, as we do every Friday, uh, we are going to talk for eight minutes over a cup of coffee about the fastest way to uh, equal opportunities and fair pay. And I have invited um, to this coffee talk, uh, Katinka, who is right here. Thank you very much for the invitation. My name is Katinka Prose and I'm also working for the Fairfair Innovation Lab. And I have my coffee mug um, today ready to go. So ready to go. Awesome. And the reason why I invited you today is that you have looked into a very interesting legal case in Germany um, coming from the German media. Absolutely, absolutely. It's very interesting because the the number of fair pay cases in courts in Germany, you, you can just count by two hands and it's it's very rarely going to court. But now we have um, one case before the federal court and it, it's very, very interesting. A journalist, um, also from the German media, um, television, she um, already in 2017 sued her employer on, on unfair pay and um, she suspected and then also took uh, the right to information uh, through the Entgelt-Transparenzgesetz, the German pay transparency law, and it was also the question whether she can actually use this right and so that was the first legal step um, that the court says yes she can and actually the the most outrageous thing about this case that she detected that she is earning over a thousand euros less per month so it's really really valuable and um, the amount of um, unfair pay she is um, that sums up every month uh, on her payroll but yeah but I think you told me, if I remember correctly, <laughs> that the details were in the contract type, mm -hmm. right? That's mm -hmm. how they were justifying the differences in pay? Yeah, it's it's very interesting because the German media landscape has a, has a very um, fascinating stance on contract types. So you have the self-employed on the one hand and you have the employed people um, with contracts on the other hand, but you have some kind of people in between that are still self-employed, but still have a contract. And it's uh, one of the peculiarities of the German uh, television landscape. And um, it was not only the question of fair pay um, between a woman and a man or um, having relatively or comparable jobs, but um, it was also the question of fair pay on people that are having a contract and people that are um, self-employed but are under contract for a certain media company. And that was also part of this and the court ruled uh, in the first place that you cannot compare, but actually what um, the principle of equal pay for equal work and work of equal value in the European context, which of course also apply, uh, applies to Germany, says that it, it should be for, for everyone. And so um, the court ruled that she can use the right that is transferred by the German transpa pay transparency law on this um, also to detect whether she is paid uh, more or less um, and less in her case and with a very remarkable sum. Um, that she can use this law and detect the differences. So really, if I understand this correctly, really this is boiling down to almost like contract type mm -hmm. and the thought that, you know, full-time versus part-time 
irregular or regular contract versus temporary contract mm-hmm. increasingly that is becoming illegal and we see that across Europe but what you're saying um, that's what almost what this case might boil down to is can you discriminate over contract type mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely and it's um, also it has many facets and it's also um, boiling down to the right to information when you can access this right to information and it's also boiling down to the question of discrimination of what you have to prove what actually discrimination based on um, gender for example is and it, it has so many facets and dimensions and it's always the question of how to sort these dimensions before before courts and the contract type is definitely one that we also suspect will uh, will increase in importance in these questions as well yeah yeah because i think in in kind of my pay equity work with organizations increasingly we are testing this so we are taking into the analysis contract type and looking at whether or not overall so across the organization whether that influences pay mm-hmm. because uh while not in all european countries mm-hmm. is like i said previously increasingly is becoming illegal and so you know with one organization we were you know i i was putting this in and running this analysis and then you know the differences were quite um big and that was really like a whoops moment uh like this is something that needs to be fixed and it needs to be fixed <laughs> yesterday uh because it's a legal liability right mm-hmm. so um yeah that's super interesting um and i think when we when we think about um pay equity um th- you know that's just going to be one of the dimensions that we need to keep uh checking yeah so so how do you think this case will change Germany? I know it's a really high open question, but what do you think the impact of this, all of this will be in Germany? Actually, the impact is is huge um, and it's, it's getting um, even bigger because it has been widely displayed in the media. Um, there are so many people knowing the story behind. There is media coverage all over the place. Actually, this, this, this whole case now takes four years, which is also incredible because it has moved its, it, up its, the ladder uh, to the federal court. And it, it got so much attention um, also internationally that it has... Um, also triggered a debate on fair pay and that it's just not okay to accept uh, pay differences of a thousand euros per month. So it it changes people think about this because it's um, also when, for example, we always ask, well, do you know some people who have been paid unfairly that are still in their organization? And actually there are um, so few people speaking out and um, there are still so few people actually in working for this particular employer being in their position. So, so um, that is also remarkable over the case that she's still um, working working there and um, that she can can also um, 
showcase what, what has happened before the court. So it has changed the perception that these differences and these uh, forms of discrimination and unfair pay are actually real and not just uh, some, some blurry concept that, that people kind of talk about um, from far away, so to speak, but, but that it, it actually happens to, to people um, that they go to court and that it actually also takes takes a long breath and persistence um, to fight for own rights um, and, and gains a lot of, lot of support. Awesome. That brings us to eight minutes and this coffee talk is <laughs> always just eight minutes. So thank you so much for joining me. So it wouldn't be much of a talk if it had just been me talking with myself. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.